Hello everyone, this is Stephen Morrow. And I'm Christopher Philippi. And this is The Podcast Podcast with with Benefits. In today's episode, we're going to talk about holiday breakups. Breakup sex. Stephen actually knows a song from the 90s. Sort of. And Where the Wild Things Are is a shit film. Actually, Where the Wild Things Are is a phenomenal movie to take your exes to and to hold each other and cry to. Trust me, I speak from experience. Steven. Hey, Chris. Did Santa bring you everything you wanted this year? Actually, yes. I mean, aside from a PS5, but that's understandable. Uh, sure, sure. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, um, well, I have, I have a, a, a random quick story, I guess, but, but first, how were your holidays? Oh, uh, they were good. You know, the kids got way too much crap and, uh, that's, what it's about, you know? It's just them <laughs> getting way too much stuff and loving it and just seeing the look on their faces. That's the joy. That's Aww. my joy, yeah. But, but tell me your story. I'm excited. Uh, well, like, just something that has never happened before happened. Uh, okay. And it's, it's, like, really dumb. And it's totally unrelated, but for some reason I feel compelled to share. Um, so every year on Christmas, I call my grandpa. And he's my uh, my last remaining grandparent. Um, but every year I call my grandpa, and it's always, Hey, Papa, how are you doing? Merry Christmas. And he's like, Merry Christmas. And he starts talking about the weather. And then he's like, all right, you can put your dad back on the phone. And then I'm like, all right, see you later. Love you, Papa. And then he either says, okay, and then that's it. Or he doesn't say anything, and then that's it. However, this year, I spoke to Papa, and I was like, hey, Papa, Merry Christmas. How are you doing? He's like, Merry Christmas. The weather is nice. It's cold, and we had a little bit of snow, but it's fine. It's tolerable. Um, and you know, we made some small talk and then he's like, all right, you can put your dad on the phone. And I was like, all right, I'll see you later. I love you, Papa. And then he said, I love you too. Oh, and I am not lying when I say that I, I fucking got all choked up. I was like, holy fuck. Not once in my life has he ever said I love you to me or have I heard him say I love you to anyone wow he said it to me on the phone on Christmas day 2020 that makes it even more special yeah it's I don't know what men's issue is with telling people they love them but that's uh I mean that's just I'm stereotyping you know but uh yeah older males definitely have a problem telling other males that they love them or showing affection um, yeah, so. I mean, part of me, part of me also wonders. Like, he's really hard of hearing, like practically deaf, so you have to like yell in order for him to hear. Part of me wonders is like if he knew that it was me he was talking to. <laughs> but well, uh, don't sell yourself short. I mean, you've never heard him say "I love you" to anybody else. That's true. Um, I mean, at first I thought it was just you. <laughs> like I thought that you were. You know, alone in your in your loveless papa relationship, uh, but uh, hearing that it was you know it's it goes across the board that, that for some reason is better. I don't know why, but uh, it just it doesn't. You know, you're not singled out, so that's nice. It's good to well, be yeah. included with without love from the rest of the, you know. Papa holds his love from everybody, not just you. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be a holiday if there weren't some kind of, like, ooey-gooey love thing. Yeah. Like, there's got to be some of that. It wouldn't be a successful holiday, I think. Okay. You know, they teach their own. Everybody's got their own traditions in some, some fashion, whether it's 
a, a meal with people or a certain dessert or a certain movie or uh, not talking to anybody or sitting in PJs. There's all kinds of weird that can all be out there and it's wonderful. categorized as ooey gooey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like feel goody. Yeah. Sure, sure. Warm, fresh baked cookies. Okay. I really. I was worried cookies. there for a second because you said warm and then gooey, so. Vagina. Oh, oh. There it was. All right, some Christmas vagina. Some. (laughs) Uh, What's a. I'm trying to think of something festive that starts with V because I like alliteration, so. I don't know. (laughs) I was just going to say Hanukkah dick, but that's not. There's there's no alliteration there. I was just trying to be inclusive. You know, we got Christmas vagina yeah. and Hanukkah dick and Kwanzaa ass. <laughs> Kwanzaa ass. Uh, <laughs> well, and a sexy new year to all. So yeah, uh, <laughs> what I wanted to talk about, I'm just gonna we're just gonna roll right on past all that offensive <laughs> action. Um, so. What I thought about this year, because I haven't thought about this in a long time, I've been married for so long, um, is the the holiday relationship. Just the boyfriend-girlfriend, or, you know, two, two significant others that are not, there's no, uh, no wedding rings involved. Um, you know, you've been dating for a long time, you're, you're exclusive, and then the holidays come up. But for some reason, sometimes somebody is unhappy and they want to break up but it's the holidays are coming up so they don't do it why <laughs> my question that i pose to you steven and to our audience is why why does it matter that the holiday is coming up is it because you don't want to break their heart around the holiday you don't want to re- you know them to remember or you to remember that you know you're you're alone on on whatever holiday you celebrate. What is the reason for that and prolonging everyone's misery and or keeping up some sort of sh- charade? What do you think the reason is? Um, I mean, have you ever been in this situation? Oh sure, yeah. I don't have any specific instances, but I remember a couple times of dating and being like, ah, uh, you know, it's just you know, it's like. It's like October, and this isn't working out. Like Halloween's come and gone, and I'm like, ah, man. Like Thanksgiving is kind of here, I guess, but Christmas is coming up, and man, do I want to just go ahead and end this right now, or do I? Because you have to see it through, pretty much through February, you know. Yeah. Like because <laughs> there's then, a string of things. It, it's just yeah, it's it's constant, and then there's also just the need for bodily warmth. You know, in in the the cold months. Yeah, that's a that's a big contributing factor. I think. That's probably I think yeah, a big one for me is just you know you need. I'm a furnace, so I guess I've probably been clung on to for those winter months for that reason. I'm nearly intolerable, so I'm sure people have wanted to kick me to the curb. You know, in the fall months, and be like, ah, he's warm, so let's keep him around. So. What, what you, you need to do is you just need to move to, like, Alaska or something where it's always cold, and then and then that, that can be your thing. I'll be swimming know? in them. Swimming in my selection of partners. <laughs> You'd be Look at me. I radiate heat. I freaking, I'm causing a flood right now. The ice caps are melting faster because of my <laughs> fat ass. Just put that on uh, dating profiles. Yeah. <laughs> put it on my... My Arctic Tinder. Arctic Tinder. Why do you always combine things? <laughs> I just—it's fun. I don't okay, know. It's, fair I enough. think it's All nice. Right. I. So yeah, I think, I think it's a number of things. Uh, honestly, because like, okay. There's always the instance of. Like maybe the writing is on the wall, and you know that it's going to end, but. You also really want to see them happy like one last time and holidays are kind of nice for that especially like giving somebody a gift it's like it's like okay it's at least for me um i 
I I lived with my ex for a couple years <laughs> um, at my parents' house, and we had like two Christmases where we were kind of our relationship was questionable, uh, and like even though we knew that it wasn't going to last, uh, and we both sort of mutually understood that, it was still kind of nice to have like a day where we could kind of like pretend things were okay, I guess. And, you know, we would be able to see each other happy, which that's kind of depressing if you think about it, but yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Um, I mean, so like you're putting up with a lie and, or, I mean, either you're lying to yourself or to the other person because you don't intend on staying in the relationship, but for you're you're doing it for one more day of I don't I don't necessarily Well in buy this that. in this instance though it wasn't just like like we both knew that we weren't going to be together like it had been like pretty rocky and we were going back and forth with the on and off thing Sure um and we also lived together it was just really inconvenient for us to break up uh <laughs> which was a, another thing but um I think that's really what it comes down to but we'll get into that in a second yeah, I, I do think convenience is a factor. But, uh, I don't know, for us, in that situation, it was... I wouldn't say it was a lie, because, like, we didn't have any direct animosity towards one another. It was, like, one of those things... I've, I've been very blessed in the sense that um, I've never had an ex that I hated, at least that I can think of. I mean, surely in the moment, but, like, I I still have relatively close friendships with all of my exes, minus one. Um, but that's their choice, not mine. Sure. Yeah, uh, I mean, I wouldn't, yeah, at this point, you know, like, after, you know, uh, time between the wounds, you know, time, you know, time apart, uh, you know, I have no animosity towards any of my exes. I mean, but at the time, yeah, like, there's a couple that stand out in my head that... Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure wanted to kill me as much as I wanted to kill them. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's kind of nice though to still have those uh, like a positive relationship. Like I'm, I still speak with uh, most of my exes on a regular basis, just friendly, and like sure. usually it's never anything like profound or anything. We don't have some deep conversation, but it's just, hey, how are you doing? Fine. Like the conversation with Papa. Uh, they just don't say I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that is a, just a sad <laughs> glimpse into your life, Dan. I hope not. Uh, I hope that, I mean, Jesus Christ. Okay, your ex is like, all right, you can put your dad back on now. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's exactly what they say. Each yeah. Time. Uh, <laughs> all right, you, you can, can put, put your, your dad, dad back, back on. on. Fuck. All right, I love you. Yeah. Okay. So, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> but no, like, there's also... <laughs> but I think, okay, it's very important for us to acknowledge this immediately because this is... This has to be the reason. Nobody wants to break up right before Christmas because everyone wants their presents still. Okay, see, there's my top two reasons that I believe, and I'm just off the cuff. One is the present. Mm-hmm. And we'll also partner that with the holiday sex. Mm. Uh, that's that can also be the gift, <laughs> but it's usually they're usually two different. There's a physical gift, and then there's the getting physical gift. Because um, sometimes holiday sex can be a little bit more risque for those who are kind of vanilla. Um, especially in Valentine's, you know, that's that's usually when somebody gives up the butt. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I don't know about you, but most of the time when I have sex, one of us has given up the butt. Right, 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 right. Well, I mean, you've said in ample times, you know, before that. You know, That's true. That's so true. So it could be the other way around. Like so, so that when somebody is releasing butt, that usually doesn't release butt. We'll say that. Anyways, um, releasing butt. I, I don't think I've heard that before. Release the kraken. Release! Oh no! <laughs> Release the butt, because it's a crack, butt crack. Oh, anyways, God damn 
So yeah, there's the present and the, you know the sex. Then also there's the unending barrage of family questions. When you go to your own families alone, mm. they always ask, "Where's your partner?" Uh, we broke up, Grandma. Okay, you can put your dad back on now. You know, like I love you. <laughs> I love you. Silence. Silence. Crickets. <laughs> Fucking crickets. I loved you more when you had a partner. Like, this that that constant having to explain that every single time, every thirty minutes when someone new comes in the door, or when you know you, you're cycling around the room. So I'm, you know, any relationships that did last through COVID. This year, I'm sure if they were on the brink before, they definitely ended during the you know before the holiday because you don't give a shit. You don't have a barrage of family to say, "Up, oh, yeah, no, we broke up." Yeah, that's actually that's a good point. Breaks breakups are a little bit easier during COVID. I pretty I mean, if I had to guess, and I'm I, I have no idea, and I'd like to do a survey about this sometime. You know, after it's all over, I feel like. The relationships that ha- were existing during COVID, like pre-COVID times, either immediately went up in fucking flames, or are so much stronger now. There is no in between, though. There's no like, oh, we're the same. They're either just a, a an unbreakable fucking bond, or they've already fucking imploded months ago. <laughs> like, and that those two people are single, and they it, they're having a rough ass fucking time either dating. And or they're just hopefully taking time for themselves and kind of having a relationship with themselves. But I'm confident that there's no in between there. Yeah. Which I guess is good. I don't know. It is what it is. It's I don't know if good or bad. It, it, you know, whatever it is, it is. I feel like um, it's more efficient. Sure, sure. So. Um, those are my two guesses, is the present and the sex. How do you feel about that? You know, you, I mean, you brought up the present, so I mean, that's definitely yeah, a factor. I mean, I, I definitely agree. There is one thing, though. Uh, so, like, there's also, like, nobody nobody likes breaking up with people. Sure. Like, that's not an enjoyable thing. Like, even, yeah, if, it's, any, yeah. even if it's mutual or if it's your decision or whatever, like... Like, nobody likes saying, hey, we should not be a part of each other forever. Right. So. Or anymore. Not even forever, but <laughs> just starting now and going forward, I don't wish to be around you in like the that's capacity just, we've been around each other. Yeah, that that can just send everyone into uh, several You crises. are not Pikachu. I don't choose you. Oh. Yeah. No more pokeballs. Yeah. Uh, but so so there's that too, which I think makes it easier to postpone things. And also, so many people like because people are avoiding this thing. It's kind of like going back to our dumpster fire episode, uh, where you know it it just just the convenience of it. Um, like it's inconvenient to have to and and this sounds so shitty but it's inconvenient to have to like console somebody and be there for them during a breakup cuz it's like yeah you're breaking up but like also if you actually still care about this person a lot of people right. just break it off and then they treat right. them like garbage but i i i i have certain feelings towards those people that are negative um but <laughs> well you see i i respect those that can just cut it off like a, a gangrenous limb i mean because if it's even if you care about the person and i i'm 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 guilty of both ways like i i have cut people off and i've been cut off um but i've also been like you know i'm here for you i want to you know i want to see you through this but that is so torturous <laughs> for the person, the 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 breaky, you know, the the person yeah. whose heart is being broken, and possibly being blindsided with this. Well, I'm, because... I'm I'm mostly referring to people who are like, I don't want to be around you. Goodbye. You're a piece of shit. Right, right, right. Like, the, the, like the ones who sever it. Yeah. Who sever it, but then they, they like they they sever it, but then they beat you in the face with it, and they make you feel like trash. 
like oh God. if, if you're gonna if you're gonna it, uh, non-sexually uh if you're going <laughs> to <laughs> some people like being treated no no yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah you're right. uh but uh like if, if you're gonna if 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 you're with somebody it it should be it should go without saying that you to some extent care about this person and if you're gonna be shitty about it just to protect you from having to go through the inconvenience of consoling somebody and so you're just a like just an absolute shit human like borderline abusive like i've seen that a lot it's a coping mechanism where if somebody has to deliver bad news they try to make it as like shitty as possible immediately and they act like they're doing some kind of favor when really they're fucking traumatizing somebody and making them feel like they're never going to be good enough for anybody again in their entire life. And it hurts. It really hurts. And uh, <laughs> you okay, bud? <laughs> Just start crying. <laughs> yeah, if you're okay, yeah, let it out, man. <laughs> but no, uh, I I don't respect those people. But no, people God who, no. People yeah, who I mean... cut it off and you know aren't shitty about it but they're like hey look yeah that's not what i, I was just, speaking about I, at all yeah okay well that's that's what i was referring to i apologize but, for jumping the gun then yeah no, no i don't fine. know any i mean i've i've never experienced that on either side of really just fucking digging it in and like you know twisting the knife that's that's fucking awful that's that's psychotic like, I've, I've witnessed that so many times i feel what? like most yeah like uh n- not me personally uh but again, I'm I'm very lucky to have like been in relationships with decent people. Uh, but I don't know. I feel like I feel like every other time that I hear about somebody who's breaking up with somebody, it's just a shit fest, and it's just well, this person was always a piece of garbage and you know fuck this person and i i told him that i never wanted to see him again and that he's ugly anyways and i'm like you dated this person <laughs> like you cared about well them. okay there's there's a difference this? between like a fish story that you get afterwards i mean you know again people want to be the heroes in their own story and they also kind of will embellish and say things that they didn't necessarily say you know in the moment or when they're having that conversation, it's no different than, you know, like when you're having a confrontation with your boss or, uh, you know, uh, a, a family member who's been horrible or whatever. Like when you take that moment, you stand up to them and you have that, that, that important conversation, uh, people can get a little, uh, colorful with the details, I guess. Okay. That's fair. But, Anyways, no, so before... I see your point, though. I mean, like, if you know, if you are really just negging that person and treating them horribly uh, and saying awful things, it's like you know, like throwing the the rock at the dog to make it go away. Like you know, go, you know, get out of here. Go, you you don't have a home here anymore. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, and there's like there's those people who break up with somebody and they're like, all right, uh, even though we live in this apartment together. You're not allowed to be here anymore. Bye. They throw all their shit outside. It's like, come on. No. Okay, well, now, when there's a... Generally, I mean, I've, I've never seen... I've always you know, seen the, the trope on TV, but I've never uh, known anybody who's had all their shit tossed out. Generally, that, that involves somebody else doing something shitty first. It's not just out of nowhere. Unless you have any experience. I feel like, again, it's like a weird coping mechanism where if something hurts you at all, whether it was intentional or not, if you act like it was the most awful thing, then it allows you to to justify those feelings, I guess. And sure. then yeah. And then it, it kind of allows you to respond dramatically. Like... And and again the whole like hero of your own story type thing like, uh, it it kind of goes both ways in justifying the behavior and justifying the feelings too. Like there's this weird internal conflict. But either way, I feel like nothing justifies treating somebody like shit. Uh, no, not at all. 
unless I mean, unless they explicitly say, "I want you to treat me like shit. I want you to spit on my face." That is that is a given in, in you know in this conversation. <laughs> that yes, we're not talking about anything sexual. That is 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 uh, consenting. You know, obviously not. But in sheer breakup terms, not a role play. Usually, when somebody gets their shit tossed out, it's because they cheated or because they did something fucking heinous. Like, you know, they, they fucking stole or did something they were not supposed to do, they did not have consent to do, and the partner is is now probably being overdramatic in tossing their shit out rather than having a conversation or just being adult and being mature. And, um, pardon me, <coughs> um, being mature and just, you know, saying, hey, it's over now, you know, we, we, we've had many conversations leading up to this, and you fucked up, and we're done. They just throw all their shit out. That's usually somebody who just can't, isn't isn't strong enough to have that conversation. So they just, I'm not gonna say take the easy way out, but they just force the other person not to give them an option or to, you know, it's they they finalize things themselves by doing that, by having that that grandiose reaction. That makes sense. It's like a weird form of closure in a way i don't know absolutely yeah yeah i mean now but I, we've we've taken a lot of tangents and i want yeah, to try I, to try the, to steer it back I don't the thing know. that i the thing that i was trying to say earlier i got yeah. into this thing about convenience uh but also there's this thing that people do where that because they're avoiding hurting somebody's feelings, which is what I was trying to say earlier, okay. <laughs> when I got onto the tangent about absolutely the hating people the people who, who deliberately, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, so people are avoiding hurting somebody's feelings, and so uh, it's it's almost like, oh well, I I I want to tell them this bad news, but not on Christmas, and so you wait, and then oh I want to tell them this bad news. Um, not on New Year's. And then you're like, oh, well, I want to tell them the bad news, but it's almost Valentine's Day. Oh, See, well, I can't tell them the bad news on St. Patrick's Day. Like, <laughs> right, because kind of it's such a sanctimonious holiday. Yeah, so, okay. Other than on the day of, you know, like, we'll say even the eve of, any time before or after then is open fucking game. Because honestly, and back to the present portion, if you stick it out through Christmas, then then there's that grace period. Like, I just got a bunch of gifts, and or sometimes that person knows they're kind of in a shithole, like they're in they're, you know behind the eight ball, so they might go a little extra with the fucking gift. And so really, you know, you're really making them feel fucking real bad. Like, and that's, that's a whole other fucking conversation. That's a whole other conversation. Because if you know that you're about to get broken up with or things aren't good. And so you're using money as a fucking guilt to try to hold things together while you get your shit together. Now there's other ways to make it right. It's usually through a conversation or changing your behavior, not through monetary guilt, but I digress. Now, now I'm getting some aggression from you with this. I feel well, like yeah, just because that's, that is not, a, I mean, like I don't have any personal experience with that other than don't use money as a way to, try to make things okay. Like, buying somebody something doesn't smooth things over. Like, you need to just be a better human. So, I think that's fair, but also, uh, I don't know if I particularly subscribe to the idea of, like, a love language or whatever, but uh, if I were to subscribe to that idea, um, you know, sometimes people just express caring for other people through gift-giving. Yes. And so... Oftentimes, while it's not required by any means, but oftentimes gift giving involves spending money on a thing that you give to the person. Yes. You can, of course, make a thing, but still. Uh, so, like, if somebody How? just wants to send the message that they still care about somebody and that's their quote unquote love language then maybe that's just how they do it because that's just how they traditionally have expressed caring for somebody. And if you want to show that you care a lot about somebody, then maybe the gift is just more giftly, I guess. <laughs> more giftly. Uh, this so is like, the highest gift in the giftly presence. Yeah, no, okay, that notwithstanding. I, I completely understand love languages, and that is one of them. 
and generally that is I feel like love languages is bullshit though I I don't I think that those are very real like because uh, like there are I mean it, it it's not that simple to boil it down and there yeah, are, that's... it's it's more of a a a a, a metric it, it, it's not just a like I am in this category only like it's you know like you you might be a, a you might be more of a gift giver rather than a physical touch person, um, or vice you know like but I'm sure that you have positive or negative points all over the spectrum for each individual person, but it is a good way to identify and communicate with your partner how you communicate via your love language. I mean that's I think it's a very useful tool. I don't want to discount that. Okay, I like that you called it a useful tool. Yeah. It like, is. I think... Yeah. It's not the end-all, be-all, no, multi-tool. God, no. Yeah, it is just one <laughs> tool in the kit to communicate the way that you... The, the, to help you identify yourself, first off, and then to, to communicate that with others. But, generally, the gift-giving love language is not just centered around the holiday. That's like their fucking, you know, hate their, their moment in the sun, and they're really showing their fucking, you know, abilities by giving gifts to a lot of different people, and, like, they're always really heartfelt, great gifts, or maybe they are extravagant. Um, but it's not just a holiday. Like, you, if you haven't received anything all fucking year, or, you know, for months, and then all of a sudden there is a $6,000 ring or television or bracelet or whatever's cruise uh you know cruise package all inclusive at your fucking door damn that is a good clear sign that they know shit's wrong and they're trying to fucking make up for it so maybe that's something but it's not it can't be the only thing in my opinion like you need to have a conversation and say, you know, discuss what's wrong and how to address it. If you're trying to fix things, obviously, which I think that they are, you know, if they're, if they're yeah. spending lots of money, it's not like a, you can't just, it's like, it's like, it's an empty apology is what it is. You know, it's like, I'm, mm. it's saying I'm sorry and then repeating the behavior. Yeah. And apologies mean nothing if behaviors don't change. Correct. Correct. It's, it's, it's just a fucking meaningless bandaid. That sounds like a great band name. Meaningless Band-Aid. Yeah. There it is. We, we got it first. <laughs> Quoted here. Can't have it. I feel like every episode needs a band name. Sure. Uh, so, go ahead. I, I was going to say a thing and then I forgot. Okay. Essentially, yeah, it's... I think if you don't do it on the actual day, that's probably kind of a shitty thing. I mean, yes, I, one of my messages don't wait, but... You know, if you're planning on doing this and it happens to be on Christmas, you got to do what you got to do. But maybe give it a day. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Just, you know, not in front of family or not like on the way to family. Yeah, that's uh, hard. I mean, know, but, just, but that's you know. the thing. And, and this is actually, this is what I was going to say that I forgot about because of Band-Aids. But, <laughs> I mean, no matter how you slice it, breakups are just hard. Like, yeah. holiday or not, they're just hard, they're difficult to navigate, and there's no, like, legitimate concrete answers other than don't be a piece of shit. But in those situations, it's so easy to be perceived as a piece of shit. It's so easy. And so everybody's sort of, like, walking on eggshells, or everybody is, like, there's there's feelings involved that are very strong, whether they're positive or negative, or whether they're they're sad or angry and uh like it's it's never convenient to break up with somebody it's right. never convenient to be broken up with right. like it's always shitty no matter no matter what and so i think like the idea of sticking it out through the holidays i think it just speaks to how much people just don't like that experience like it in almost every romantic movie or whatever there's a sad breakup or there's like a sad period where things are kind of confusing oftentimes there's a sad holiday too uh <laughs> conveniently enough but 
I think it's just one of those like universal things that people despise and hate going through. And so any chance to avoid or postpone or sugarcoat it, I think people are going to take it just because nobody wants to wallow in those feelings, I guess. Is that the right word? Wallow? That sounds weird. Uh, I mean, it is a word. I don't know. know, (laughs) Yeah, they don't want to, to, yeah. Yeah, we'll say wallow. It is a word. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's the right one, but it it conveys a message. So, yeah, but my point, and and you're you're absolutely right. People are avoiding that conversation because it's a tough one. You know, you don't want to tell somebody that you don't care for them in that capacity. And hopefully, you know, we should get to a point where you're having conversations that aren't blindsiding people, you know. You can have smaller conversations leading up to this that are, you know, hopefully both people are on the same page. Maybe not, though. Maybe somebody's super into it and and the other person isn't. I don't know. Um, but wouldn't you rather know and be just get it over with rather than somebody hiding it for X number of days or, or you know, like, and they're acting strange, you know, for like a week because, like, Christmas is coming, and they're acting real fucking weird, and then all of a sudden, blam, then they hit you with it. And you've known the whole time, like, oh, wait a minute, what the fuck? Is this what you've been acting weird about? And they're like, yeah, why didn't you just fucking tell me? Why didn't you just say something and get it out of the way? Instead, we're just acting all weird for a whole week because of presence. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's what better reason to act weird than for presence sure uh yeah i mean you asked a question in there of wouldn't you rather know other than not know for sure and i think it's interesting because my answer to that question would totally change based on what situation i'm in (laughs) like i don't know sometimes and maybe i'm a glutton for punishment but uh sometimes the whole ignorance is bliss thing or no the illusion of perfection is sometimes nice or at least it's something that uh like it yeah it fucking hurts but um i don't know it's kind of like um i'm trying to think of like a, a, a comparison or an analogy but all of the ones that i'm thinking of are weird it's kind of like disney world uh okay i'm I'm thinking about disney world all the time just i think this is the first time it's come up on this podcast but just so people know uh this will probably not be the only disney world reference but it's kind of like disney world disney world is just totally corporate america it's totally like shitty there's like crying children it's fucking expensive but it's disney world and when you go to disney world you kind of turn a blind eye to those things and just enjoy the magic of it and the fact that there's robots and the fact that, you know, there's people blowing bubbles when you walk in and saying, welcome home. That's just fucking cool. Uh, but it's it's like kind of like that experience where it's like, um, and maybe maybe this is just me speaking of, speaking from the perspective of never having a nice breakup so to speak like i mean there's I, I, a nice breakup barely exists uh but yeah, you get lucky um, sometimes but like this idea of like two people who know that something's not gonna last and just being like well let's just have one last hoorah or like like the the last time that you're together and happy Talk about breakup sex? Well, either breakup sex or just like a period of time where you're okay with one another before mutually parting ways. Like, it's it's the. You mean breakup sex? (laughs) I I don't. It can can also just be, you know, being physically in one another's presence or like Uh, going on a last date or something. It it doesn't have to be sex, sex? Chris. Not everything is sex. (laughs) When Um, you're breaking up, generally, if you. At least from my experience. When you say to somebody, I don't want to be around you anymore, but but let's fuck one more time, usually everybody's amenable to that. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, let's do that. 
and then we'll, we won't see each other anymore. I don't say, hey, let's break up. Now you want to see this movie? No, I'm good. I'm good. Do you want to fuck, so, though? Yep. Yep, I do. I'm I wanna, totally... I want to fuck totally these emotions person. right out of me. I'm totally that person where I'm like, I, I, you know, it's not working. We're not together anymore, but, but can we please go see where the wild things are together? Oh, my God. First off, why would you choose that film, okay? I didn't I, know it was going to be fucking depressing, okay? Oh, my God. Okay. I had All no right. idea. All right. Is that, wait, is that real? Did you break up with somebody and then go see where the fucking wild things are? <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh my god, Steven, is that fucking real? <laughs> it's complicated. Oh my god! <laughs> oh. And okay. actually, actually, I did this twice. Broke up with somebody. Oh my, wait, no, him. not the same film. Um, uh, and once was... <laughs> What oh, in no. the fuck is wrong with you? Are a fucking sadist. Hold on. So I I feel like they're justifiable. No. In, in both situations, if you just hear me out. Okay. So the first time, <laughs> uh, I feel like I have to like talk people out of thinking I'm a horrible person each time. Um, is that a theme for you? Maybe there's something you're missing. Go on. Fuck. I feel like I do a good job of. You know, talking people out of thinking I'm a horrible person. If you have to do it on a regular basis, Stephen, there's a common denominator. Go on, tell your story. <sighs> I, there's a separate thing for me with where the wild things are. We'll get into that. But I would love to hear why, why this week, why you're not a horrible person. <sighs> so... When I first came out of the closet, I was dating a girl. Mm -hmm. And I came out to her. And she she was fine. She was supportive. Um, and she really enjoyed being with me. And so we would... And, like, we just kind of stayed together but in like this this weird in between phase where like you know the writing was on the wall and it was it was difficult but also like neither of us really knew how to exist outside of that um and so we were trying to navigate that together uh, and obviously that didn't really last eventually i ended up dating uh a, a guy for the first time and uh it was a kind of tumultuous and difficult time for me and her because, you know, we were still really close. Um, but anyway, so when we finally cut it off and we broke up with one another, uh, we very shortly after, it was just a matter of days, we went to the movies together. And yes, we saw where the wild things are. Mm. Um, and it's actually... It's one of my favorite memories with her, honestly. Um, my brother was there too, which makes it a little awkward. But uh, it's one of my favorite memories with her because we went to go see Where the Wild Things Are and we didn't know too much about the film. We didn't realize that it was what it was, um, which is an extremely depressing movie about... Uh, I mean, there's some... like. It can be about a lot of different things, but the way that we interpreted it was interesting because um, there were certain lines in that script that we literally said to one another, like word for word. It was as if this was a dramatization of us wanting desperately to be around one another, but kind of like it's like it's like continental drift. Like, continents are moving so slowly, but you know that they're drifting apart, but it's so slow, and then eventually it just cracks and there's a fucking earthquake. It was like that. It was like knowing that there was going to be an earthquake. And in the movie Where the Wild Things Are, um, spoiler alert, uh, there's a character, Max, who goes to this world where the wild things are, and the wild things are sort of like uh, representations of different feelings um, and like in the movie, you find out that his parents got a divorce, so it's kind of an allegory for how a child handles that. 
but for us, it was kind of us handling how to navigate us being friends and like loving each other, but having that love kind of have to be expressed in a slightly different way. It, it was kind of similar to this idea of, okay, we're still a family in a way, but like it, it just feels different. And sometimes that hurts, but it can still be nice. Uh, but anyways, in the movie, there's a specific character whose name I can't remember, but um, a lot of the a lot of the wild things are upset because she has been running off and hanging out with these other friends. And they're sad because they all want to hang out with her, but they feel like they're not good enough because she's spending all of her time with these other two friends. I think it's like Brad and Terry, and they're these owls. Um, and there's a point in the movie where Max hangs out with with her and meets her two new friends that she's neglecting her other friends for. And they're just these two owls that are just stupid, and nobody knows, like, nobody understands what they're saying. She's the only one who seems to get it. She's the only one who laughs at their jokes. They're, like, completely foreign what is to... It? We gotta... What does this have to do with, with you? Hold and on. Your okay, okay. Hold on. Um, and eventually the other wild things, uh, they're like, okay, well, we'll, we'll accept you and your new friends and we'll see if we can all kind of mutually hang out together. But it just ended up being too difficult and it made everyone too sad. And so everyone decided mutually to be apart. And when that scene happened, I turned to her. And she turned to me like at the same time and we just both started crying and holding each other because at that moment, I think we finally understood how one another felt because I was the person who saw something in these other people that she just couldn't understand and that she could never provide. But she desperately wanted to still invite us to be a part of her fort in the movie. They make this big fort and they sleep in a big pile. But she still desperately wanted to hang out in that fort and to sleep in a big pile, but we couldn't uh, for reasons that were kind of beyond ourselves and beyond our control. Uh, and I don't know, that movie was just really powerful and it it spoke to what we were going through as friends and as two people who love one another. And for us to do that right after breaking up, it just... It was, it was kind of what we needed, <laughs> and we just ended up like holding each other and crying in the movie theater, um, and my brother was awkwardly just watching us. <laughs> I feel like you might have gotten that same kind of prolific experience had you even gone to see The Fast and the Furious two, you know, too fast, too furious. I honestly because don't think so. You're looking for you're looking for metaphors that aren't necessarily there. Granted, yes, the where the wild things are is is. It's a shit film. <laughs> it's it's a shit-tastic experience. It's very depressing, and I'm I thank you for sharing that in that moment. But I think you were the only one who was affected by that in that way. That, I the book. I disagree. I think that I think that film is phenomenal. First of all, ugh. That book. The I'm book a big is Spike Jones brilliant. fan, though. I'm a big Spike Jones fan. Okay. The the I don't know what else he's done, but. Being uh, John Malkovich, okay, the movie Her. I didn't see that yet. But. Really good. So the book is an amazing story. All right, I've got Max tattooed on my chest. Um, it's it's about going on a grand adventure and realizing that there's nothing better than home. Okay, you can you can seek out anything you want out there, but home is where where you're supposed to be. You know, anyways, that the, the movie was a far cry from that, and I wish they had done called it anything else. But now let's hear the second time that you broke up with somebody and took them to the movies. Uh, so before we start, <laughs> uh, here's the real one. You're gonna notice some similarities okay um so the same guy that i ended up breaking up with 
my ex-girlfriend to date um was the next person that i broke up with and immediately saw a movie with um and oddly enough this movie was the next movie by spike jones which was her (laughs) which oddly enough it more blatantly so but it is literally a movie about a breakup uh it is well, please don't go in it ad nauseum ex- explaining the film. Um, <laughs> I feel like well, anybody who's I mean, still listening, I thank you. Uh, mild spoiler alerts, but I'll be lighter on it since this is a more recent film and because Chris hasn't seen it. But uh, No, just for time's sake and for our, our listeners, that's really who you need to be concerned about. It's, it's basically, it, I mean, two people who... Uh, they they fall in love with each other because of uh, the things that they can bring out in one another, but also there's like this this growing realization that there are things about each other that they'll just never understand, and then they kind of drift apart. Um, which really can summarize a lot of different relationships and and breakups and things like that. But. Um, I went to see that movie with my ex-boyfriend who was still living with me at the time at my parents' house. Complicated situation. Weird story. Um, But it was a similar thing where we just had this, like, fucking harrowing experience and I... Like, it helped me realize different things about this person and, at least for me, like, whenever I have these experiences, I... I guess I just kind of realize it, it, it's 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 like a realization of how to love someone without needing them around you all the time and how to be okay with that I guess and I don't know for me f- going to the movies with somebody being just in a dark room together and focusing on a thing that portrays messages um specifically spike jones films um <laughs> i feel Andreas, like if you're listening to this if there's a spike jones film coming out soon don't go see it with steven <laughs> i was actually just talking to him earlier about the movie her because i really want him to see it don't do it it's a strike a trap it's a trap, Andreas. Don't do it. <laughs> we were. It was mostly because uh, we were talking about like different places on our body where a butthole would be weird, and <laughs> <laughs> and no. there's a scene in that movie where um, a character is like, "What if buttholes were in people's armpits?" And then they draw a picture of somebody fucking somebody's armpit, and I showed him that picture, and I was like, "This is from the movie Her. You should see this movie." So that was it, but. Um, anyways, it also has a really awesome sex scene in it. Like, probably my favorite sex scene in any film. I don't know what to do with you, Steven. Now, how did you break up with this guy before going to see the film? He broke up with me. Okay. In this instance. And then... But I wanted to see the movie. (laughs) Okay, you're like, okay, fine. Can we go see this movie now? <laughs> like, you just didn't give a shit? Or were you dying? What was going on? Well, also, so here's here's the thing. Like, we we lived with each other at my parents' house. Like, it was impossible for us to kind of avoid each other. We shared the same room. We shared the same bed. It, it was, like, that kind of thing. And then also, like, at that time, they were pretty much the only person I spent time with. So just, you know, out of habitual sake uh like whenever i did anything i just included him and so even though we were broken up like i wanted to do a thing and i just wasn't used to not being around them so it's like do you want to do this thing and so we did and it was fine and i got pulled over on my way home too which fucking sucked and the cop this is a random aside, but I was so pissed off because not only was I just broken up with, but I also just saw another fucking depressing movie. And on my way home, I got pulled over for speeding, and the police officer was like, 
uh, where are you coming from? And I was like, we went to the movies. And he was like, what movie did you see? And I was like, we went to see the movie Her. And he was like, I don't know what that movie is. And I was like, it's the new Spike Jones film. And he's like, I don't know what that is. And I was like, well, it's a movie that's playing. And he didn't fucking believe me. And he was like, well, what's it about? He thought I was fucking lying about the movie that we went to see. So I had to explain the premise of this film. And he thought I was fucking insane because on paper, this movie sounds fucking weird. Yep. It's just a whole fucking thing. It's a dude thing. dating an AI. Yeah. I mean, if you just said it's Joaquin Phoenix and Scarlett Johansson, you, like you need to click with things that the general public knows. I didn't know. I didn't know who either of those people were when I saw this movie. See, yeah, you live in a whole different plane of existence than, yeah. than a lot of other people. Yeah, I'm aware of this. Okay. But I wasn't aware that those were big names at the time. So instead, at the time. I was, as the parlance of our times. Now yeah. I know, though. <laughs> Fucking lunatic. Oh, my God, Stephen. Like, your life is hard and... It's not because you make it that way, but because you exist in a whole other realm outside of regular human interaction. I mean, you are you are an, an anomaly. You you break up with people and or are broken up with, and you're like, let's go see a flick. I mean, That's what strange. else are you gonna do? I don't want to just lay there and cry, like. Let's go to a movie and cry instead. Oh, God. <laughs> At least there's popcorn involved. <laughs> I fucking love movie theater popcorn. That's it's what good. I missed the most this year. I haven't been to the movies That's in so fucking long. I, I, missed, I miss touching people. I miss hugs. No, I still touch people. I want to hug my friends. It's a lie. I touch myself more than anyone right now. Oh, I don't want anybody. The divinals, I touch myself. Anybody? When I sing them back. Yay! Steven knows a fucking band. song! Steven knows a song! I do know a song. Oh my god, Steven knows a song. <laughs> Holy shit. I've never actually heard that song. I just hear Oh my god song. damn it. We just we had it and then we fucking lost it. Wait a minute. How do you know the fucking cadence then? I hear other people sing it so often that I'm aware of it, but that's literally all that I know is just that part. It that's it. <laughs> So this song literally it only exists to me as <sighs> that. Now, when it comes to songs about touching yourself though, sure, there I, is yeah. a song that oh. I really love that I do know turning Japanese, which is mildly offensive it and maybe is. racist. Today's state in today yeah, in in how is Steven racist today? No, uh, yeah, that's definitely <laughs> it is now. I <laughs> You I love what? that song, though. Until recently, until about mm, 10 years ago, I didn't know it was about masturbating. Wow. I just thought it was somebody who was very into Japanese culture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah. like, that's that's wild because I feel like... I mean, oh, it's obvious now. Yeah, absolutely. No, as soon as well, somebody's I, like... I feel like it's it's both obvious, but also just because it's you, I feel like your default would be to interpret something like as a more sexual thing. Sure. So like that just blows my mind. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 Sure. No, I mean like, yeah, not everything is the gutter for me, Stephen. I have a, a life outside of living in the gutter. I have to sometimes get out and look and stare into the light of the sun. See, like I feel, I wish I could say the same thing about myself when it comes to, like, I feel like it's like a running gag where it's like, oh, everything's a fucking emotional, symbolic experience for Stephen Morrow. Uh, and I wish that I could contest that. No, <laughs> I wish you I can't. could be you like, I don't always stand on, sir. Every, you know, you, you get emotional. Everything is a... At a toilet paper commercial, you start weeping. Listen, times can be rough, but wouldn't it be better if times were just soft? Right. Times can be rough, but Charmin isn't. (laughs) Plus, toilet paper has taken on a whole new meaning this year. Why hoard that? But that's another conversation. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Podcast with Benefits. If you enjoyed this show, please rate 
follow and or subscribe to the podcast with benefits wherever podcasts are distributed. Please reach out to us by writing an email to be more than friends at gmail.com, commenting on mtfproductions.com, or finding us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash be more than friends. One day, we hope to do this for a living. To help make that dream come true, please donate what you can to our show at mtfproductions.com. Your donations help us purchase better equipment, fund more merchandise, and hold events. Please share this show with a friend that you love. Thank you.